I hope you've enjoyed today's message and that it has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening in. If you have met Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, would you please connect with us either at our website, www.centralfamily.net, or perhaps give us a call at 610-865-0577. We'd love to hear from you. Also, if this has been that kind of a blessing to you, would you consider blessing us with a financial gift to make it possible for us to continue to do what we're doing here and taking the gospel, not only to the Lehigh Valley, but around the world. We want to do our part in reaching the people that God has entrusted to us with the gospel of Jesus Christ. You can help us with your financial gift or sowing a seed to this ministry. God bless you. Have an amazing day. Remember, you can reach us and give through www.centralfamily.net. And we're just doing what he's leading us to do. I'm, I'm so glad all of you were with us. We had an amazing week last week. Any of you that got out and got into the services with uh, our brother Jonathan Shuttlesworth, it was, an, uh, it was an incredible week. The power of God present in every service and the word dispensed uh, strengthened me at my core, so I'm expecting that it did the same thing to you. Amen? We had 29 people give their hearts to Christ Jesus during the week last week. Come on, give the Lord a shout of praise for that. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. And that was preceded by the week before. I mean, because we, we had our VBS, which was a first-class discipleship time for children, and, uh, and then on the Saturday after VBS, before Brother Jonathan spoke on the Sunday or started his services on Sunday, we had our back-to-school bash, we call it, and 36 people came to Christ for th- in that. Thank you, Jesus. So praise the Lord for all of these good things that he's done or did during that time. I've been encouraged and strengthened and ready to roll with Jesus and his plan for our life and this church, this ministry. Praise the Lord. If you got that video, I want to be able, I want these folks to be able to hear it and see it. Hopefully we got it worked out. This, I threw them a curve, so give them grace, folks. Give them grace. And those of you watching online, you've got a delay in this, but uh, y'all do your best and play, push play when you're ready. Make sure we got audio, George.
those words. The group, Leland, is, is, is one of my favorite groups. That is not one of my favorite songs from them. But sitting here this morning, as we're walking through the service, I kept hearing those words, opposite way, opposite way. And I wanted you to catch it, and we... Thank God for our team that was able to pull up the video that had the lyrics so that you could catch the lyrics. If, it, if you couldn't understand it, at least you could catch the lyrics. He had to run the opposite way. And I want you guys to understand something about your life and your walk with God. We're every single one of us right now in the world that we are a part of, we've got to learn how to run the opposite way. Because everything about the world that we live in is going in a direction that you cannot follow. Remember, the word tells you that you are in the world but not of it. So we are residents. Temporary, as Peter tells us, temporary residents in this world. We're passing through this world. We have to live in this world, but you're going to have to figure out how to walk the opposite way and be okay with it. Jesus himself had to endure the pain and the struggle of the cross. Now, he knew why it had come. He knew it. But that didn't stop him from, as you saw in the, even in the lyrics of the song, from praying in the garden, may this cup pass from me. But he understood, nevertheless, hear his words, nevertheless, not my will, not my way, not what I would really like in this human body, but your will be done, Lord. I will walk the way you ask me to walk, even though it's an opposite way of what this physical body wants to do. How many of you right now are hungry? 
I ate a donut at like 6.30 this morning. I'm hungry. But your, your physical body's telling you one thing, and it would be tough right now to say, well, I'm just not going to eat today. I'm not going to eat. I don't want to do that. Of course you want to eat. But in your, in your walk with the Lord, you got to figure out how to walk the opposite way of perhaps the way you feel because you're not going to feel like doing things you ought to do in the kingdom of God. His way is so often opposite of what our way is. I will use the scripture that I gave to the congregation earlier, our first service in Proverbs chapter 11, verse, I'm going to read 24 and 25. Proverbs chapter 11, 24 and 25, no, these are not in the notes that you guys have. But you're welcome to pull it up on the screen. That would be awesome. Proverbs 11, verse 24 says, Give freely and become wealthy. Did y'all catch that? Give freely and become wealthy. Does that sound like the opposite way? Be stingy and lose everything. Are we still doing opposites? Verse 25, the generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. It's the opposite way. Every time you turn around with Jesus, he presents to his disciples. He had to show them the opposite way. Fact is, we can even title this message the opposite way because that'll stick in your head. And if you begin to operate in your life in a way where you understand that principle, look, if I'm going to follow Jesus, I'm pretty much going to have to go the opposite way of the way I want and the way most people are going to teach me because listen to what, listen, you know this is true. It says in the Word. Wide is the gate or the path that leads to destruction. You hear it? That's the word. That's not just Pastor Cole giving some neat thing that happens to fit the message. Narrow is the gate or the path that leads to life. What does that mean? That means you're going to have to go the opposite way the way most people are going. You're going to have to travel a path that's just the opposite. At some stage, you mature believers, if you're going to be a mature believer in Christ Jesus, you got to figure out, I'm going to have to do things in a way that may be uncomfortable for me, but I'm yielding to Holy Spirit in it. Because when I go the opposite way, the result is huge. Can I do a Donald Trump on you? It's huge. it's the opposite way and it brings about a result that you're not anticipating when you go into it. So often he says these words to us, so generously, give generously, and the return is generous. 
And you got to start or begin to think of everything you do in the kingdom of God as a giving or a means of giving or sowing. I mean, start to think of everything from that perspective. I want you to have joy in everything you do for the kingdom of God, but sometimes you're going to have to just do things because it's the right thing to do. Right? Anybody have, enjoy having their teeth drilled on? Raise your hands quickly. I despise it. I don't even like the sound of the drill. And I don't care how many comforting words they give me. I, there are some spots on my teeth that I don't care. Listen, I grew up, I, I didn't even see a dentist till I was like 13. So growing up in the land of sweet tea, that was a problem. So like the first time I got records done and all of that stuff, and then Dennis is like, "Woohoo! I'm going to Barbados on you, dude. I think I had 11 cavities. I despise the sound of that drill. I despise what it looks like. I don't like going to the dentist. I don't care what they say. I don't care how much stuff they shoot in you, I can still feel it. I'm still all knotted up in here. And he's like, relax your mouth. And I'm like, I can't relax my mouth. I know what's about to happen. I despise having it done to my body. But look, Thank God for a good dentist over the years, different dentists. Because now, I'm good with it. I'm good with it. I can go to a dentist now and they're, they're like, I'm not afraid of them. Because I'm, I'm good with it. I've, I've taken care. Once I got to be an adult, I figured out a few things. Now I can handle it. Amen. The end result is worth the process. I got a couple of 30-year-old crowns. The end result is worth the process. You may not enjoy the processing, but, it, and, but it's the end result that you have to have your mind on. See, God has a big plan. You're just trying to figure out what God's big plan is for you. And if you get in your head that at times it's going to be the opposite way, it's what Jesus taught, right? You, you, I don't have to go really far down this road for you to figure it out, right? What, what did he say to his disciples? If somebody slapped you upside one cheek, turn to him the opposite one. If he asks you to go one mile, go two. That's not our way, is it? Who are you to ask me to go a mile? What do I look like to you? I ain't your Uber. You see a sign on my car? Don't say lift. 
So we, we got, we got, it's, it's not in our nature, is it, to operate that way? It's not, for most of us, now some of you are just good people. I know that. I know there's a few of you that are just generous, kind, loving, always, sweet. But most of you, <laughs> that's just not your regular thing now, is it? I go, we see you on Sundays, you're looking all pretty, right, for the most part. Do the best with what you got, right? Work it. Work it. <laughs> and you got it all together, and we, but we don't see you the opposite way. I'm watching myself right now. What's working in my head is not coming out of my mouth. So I'm going to leave that up to the Lord. But see, we don't see that, all of that stuff that it takes to get you the way you are right now. I mean, I'll use myself. That way I can't embarrass any of you. I'm nearly 60 years old. I am 59 years old. And I still use a hairdryer on my hair. 60 years old. I'm looking in the mirror going, you are 60. What are you doing with that thing in your hand? But I, I, (laughs) thank God I can say I got hair. Hallelujah. But it don't like to stand up like this. I have to work it. (laughs) Got to get that, just that certain brush and work it. And I even had to learn how to use my left hand to do the the brush, because I'm, I'm parting it the opposite way. Most of my life, it was always going this way, and that was easy with my right hand. So I had to learn something the opposite way to make it work right. But I like the end result. If I don't, you know, it just looks flat, like I didn't even try, because I didn't if it was flat. Albert, you don't have this problem, do you? But I ain't got to shave my head either, bro. I ain't got that problem. And all of this, and and I'm glad I get the opportunity to get someone to get you to laugh, but because you have to understand that the way of Christ, it's just not going to be what everybody else does. It doesn't work the way that it works for everybody. And what, what your neighbor can get away with, you're, you can't. You can't. In order for you to be the light of the world, you have to operate different from what your neighbor can get away with. That's right. They can cheat their taxes and get more money back. They can. They can hide that job. They can work under the table. Uh, Now I'm talking to people. Watch out, preacher. But you got to learn how to walk the way of Christ, and it's not the way of the world. It's not the way of the world. Jesus did so many things that were opposite of what the world does. Just so you guys don't think I'm going to preach this whole message and only give you a couple of scriptures that I quoted Let's, let's do something. Let's go to Matthew chapter 20. 
Matthew 20, verse 20. I'm going to begin reading. We got it on the overhead for you, but. Then the mother of James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to Jesus with her son. She knelt respectfully to ask a favor. You know what's coming, right? When some people, are, they're all respectful. When your kids especially, right? Mother dear. Can I have the next verse? Verse 21. What is your request, he asked. Keep going, bro. We're going all the way through. She replied in your kingdom, please let my two sons sit in places of honor next to you, one on your right and the other on your left. Now, what did I, why, did I, why am I trying to connect these scriptures with everything that I've just now been saying? Because Jesus is about to, to dispense the opposite way. So you know what happens, if you know the story. Of course, Jesus first says to, the, the, to her sons, actually, because it isn't, get your mom to go do something, boys. Come on. Okay, so he, she, she just asked Jesus. She's proud of her boys, so don't be harsh on her. She's proud of them. They gave up their nets, and she, as a mom, uh, her, her husband, their father, had to be willing to let their, her, their sons go. And, and they know who Messiah is. We're in Matthew 20. At this point, they, it's pretty well figured out what's coming down. They know he's establishing his kingdom. And, and, and while they are still confused, thinking he's going to establish a kingdom on earth, at least in her head, she's got these motives that are like, okay, I'm willing to give my boys up to go with you, but just let them serve in lead roles. Let them have a lead role. And so that's what she says to Jesus, and Jesus' response is, are you really, do you really know what you're asking? Are you able to drink this bitter cup? You ever had one of those things how many, there's a few of you even older than me in here, but you remember when they used to talk about, I'll oh, just give them a teaspoon of castor oil. Yeah. Any of y'all ever had, heard somebody say that? Maybe you watched an old Western or something like that. Castor oil is terrible. You're not going to drink it and go, hmm. You're going to fight throwing up is what you're going to do. And so you get these things where Jesus saying to him, hey, do you really know what you're asking? Right? That was like uh, during VBS, Ronnie had this Malta because they were stranded on the island of Malta. And so she get y'all, you Puerto Ricans know Malta. And you speak of it with this romantic, oh, Malta, mmm, Malta. You are messed up. (laughs) 
I've chewed tobacco before, and that stuff tastes as nasty as tobacco. Listen, I, I've matured enough that I can stand and I can drink some malt, and I'm okay with it now. But I was like, the first time I was like, what is the deal? This is, I mean, you put enough sugar on anything, it's okay, and that's what's happening here. Anyway, the bitter cup, could they, could they take it? And Jesus knew they had no clue. He knew it. He knew they did not really understand what they were asking. Or his mother, certainly their mother, did not understand what she was asking him. And then the fight starts. Who are you guys? Like you're supposed to be second and third. Peter, you know, he never was quiet. I'm sure he's in the background. What do you think you are, dude? He came to our boat first. He asked us to join him first. Who are you? I got your second and third right here. You better back up off. I got a sword and I, I know how to use it. So they start fighting amongst themselves. The scripture actually uses the word they were indignant. Which is just a big word for saying, we don't like what you're thinking. We don't agree with your request. We think we deserve something. That's the way people think. Right? We get jealous over stuff. <laughs> think about it for a moment. If, if they could backtrack now, there's a, hey, y'all can have second and third. <laughs> have at it. You know? Yeah, knock yourself out. Take second and third. I'll be back here. I got you. No, they, because Jesus' way is often an opposite way. When he speaks of turning the other cheek, you're, you're on a path that's not the common path. You are the trout swimming upstream. It'd be way easier to go downstream with the current. That's much easier, but it doesn't get you to the goal that he has in mind for you. And in order to send the message home, what does Jesus do? He pulls those disciples over. He said, come on, guys. I suppose you should bring up the scriptures for me. So, but Jesus called them together and said, now first I want to pause there for a moment. He caused them, called them together. It's not the way we operate, right? Come on, some of you mamas. You hear your children squabbling? I'm going to give you something to cry about. You don't stop that mess right now. I'm going to show you. I'm going to take all your toys. I'll give you a reason to be upset. That Jesus doesn't do that. Some of you guys, you've worked in, you've been a part of the military, whatever. You know that it does how authority works. You know how authority works. And Jesus, Jesus, God in the flesh, he calls his 12 over. He, he reduces the large crowd to just these 12. He said, guys, come on over here. 
I got something I need to tell you. You know that the rulers in this world lord it over their people and officials flaunt their authority over those under them. Next verse. But among you, it will be different. You hear it? Hear the word? Opposite way. Among you, it'll be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. Opposite way. Whoever wants to be first among you must become your slave. What? For even the Son of Man, this is the clincher, folks, came not to be served, but to serve others and give his life as a ransom for many. Opposite way. What you guys got in your head, it's the opposite of what you've got in your head. That's what Jesus is saying. Think about this for a moment. Jesus knew as he's even saying this to these guys, I am a seed which is going to be planted. And if I'm not planted, life doesn't come. Planted in the earth. It was only three days, but still, I got to be planted. I got to go through the process. Got to go to the dentist. If you want to get the cavity taken care of, got to go to the dentist. God does miracles like that. I've heard about them. But some of you are just going to have to go to the dentist. Jesus said, this this way that I'm going, you're not going to find it pleasant, but it's the way that has to be. And so what am I saying to you today? And you know what happens after this, right? He kneels down, he gets a basin of water, he calls for a basin, towel, he starts to wash their feet. Peter's messed up now. When he gets to Peter, by the time he gets to Peter, Peter's messed up. He's like, "You get no. Don't wash my feet. You can't want, come on, Lord. This ain't right. I know how authority works. You're not supposed to be washing my feet. I'm supposed to be washing your feet. Jesus looks up at him. You got to start thinking differently, Peter. You got to start thinking the opposite of what you're thinking, Peter. If you don't let me wash your feet, you have no part with me. What, Lord? Let me rewind that tape, Jesus. Forget I ever said anything and wash, wash all of me. Jesus' way is the opposite way, and I'm saying this to you, and especially you young people that are listening to me right now. You live in a world that so much of what is said, so much of what is done, You've got to operate at the opposite. If you're going to walk out a biblical lifestyle, it's going to be the opposite of what most of you are going to hear. And and I'm going to tie this in with something that I said earlier. Those of you that are operating in some level have some level of fear right now because 
I don't know what this school year is going to look like. I don't know what it's going to be like. Is it possible, parents, that God actually wants to take this moment and this time and this issue and push you to actually know what your kids are being taught? And while for you sitting on the outside trying to figure out, how am I going to survive this? Is it possible that God's plan in the midst of all the mess is to open your eyes to something that your children face every day for eight hours, five days a week, and you're the one that He set in their lives to keep them from going the wrong way? Is it possible that what you see as a great big old mess that the enemy meant to destroy us and your household, God's going to flip it the opposite way and crush the head of the enemy and his plans for your life and household. I mean, do you believe the scriptures or not? Because the scriptures say to you, beloved... So that means my loved ones, all things, look at your neighbor and say, all things. If, if it's all things, then doesn't that include a virus that's deadly? Work together for good. To who? Say, I love Jesus with me. If you love Jesus, if your life is committed, all things work together for good to them that love God and are called according to his purposes. That means to me that if I have committed my way to the Lord and what the enemy has meant for evil when it comes into my life, I got to live with it, I got to deal with it, I got to manage it, it's for real. I'm not proclaiming corona isn't real. It's for real. It's affected life. It's decimated households. But I'm walking with Jesus. And he's going to work this thing for good because I'm his. Opposite way. Opposite way. Everybody else is looking at this one way. You're looking at it some way different. And I'm saying that just with this one small thing. And I realize using the word small related to a virus that has impacted the entire world, it's still in the mind of God, in the plan of God. It's a small thing. And you've got to learn now in this that I trust the Lord in spite of what I see, hear, feel. It's a proverb. Happens to be chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. So you're responsible for your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. 
And now watch what happens. In all your ways, there's that word again, all your ways, acknowledge him as what? Acknowledge him as what? As your heavenly father who knows how to give good gifts to his children. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And what does he do? Direct your path, even when it's the opposite way. Thank you. Somebody's listening to me. Even when it's the opposite way. You've got to figure out how to trust him, even when it doesn't feel like everything, in, every fiber of your being may be saying, I don't want to have to bear this cross. I don't have to, want to have to walk this path. I don't want to have to pray through for my kids that are not walking with Jesus. I do not want to have to go through this time and uh, this struggle and this problem in my household. Emotional, physical, mental. I don't want to have to. Opposite way. Trust in the Lord. Opposite way. With all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Opposite way. Listen, if all you're ever doing every day is filling your head with the stats on coronavirus, guess what? You're going to walk every day in fear. At least on occasion. Listen to Brother Jonathan at at 1130. Record it and figure out how to listen to him because he's going to give you the news, the uh, opposite news. Yeah, there are this many people who have had coronavirus. Millions. But it's not even remotely close to, to what we were told we would have. Not even, not, even, not even remotely close. And yeah, it's real, but you need to hear the whole truth. You need to know the whole story, not just the one part of it. That's why they ask you in a court of law, do you swear to tell the truth? It's true. People have caught COVID-19. It's true. It's even true that people have died from it. But the whole truth is way more people have had it and lived through it than even the people that got it and were were really sick. Man, you need to know the whole truth and then nothing but the truth. And here's that truth. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. So there's nothing that can come to your doorstep that our big old God can't take care of. Nothing. 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 He has a plan to get you through, around, over. If you got a duck and weave, do it. But he'll give you the plan if you'll trust him. If you'll acknowledge him, he'll give you that plan. Just like he did with the children of Israel after 400 plus years of bondage in Egypt. He had a plan. Wipe this over your doorpost and watch what happens. Tomorrow's going to be different than the, 
than today. Tomorrow's going to be different than today. And if you learn how to walk the opposite way, with faith, confidence in the Lord, when everybody else is running in fear, you're going to win. You're going to win. Would you stand to your feet, please? Washing the disciples' feet, that was, that was weird to the disciples. It was the opposite of what they thought should have been happening, but Jesus had to teach them a lesson. You're going to live your life. You're going to walk your life out the opposite of the way you've been taught from the beginning. And we need to learn how to do that as believers so that we can have the greatest impact on our world. Amen? I want you to bow your head and close your eyes. It's entirely possible that you would be here today. Whether it's associated with the coronavirus and all of the mess that happened surrounding that somehow took you away from the Lord or perhaps you've never asked Jesus Christ to come into your heart and be your Lord and Savior but you recognize in this moment I need to get things right with the Lord now I got to get it right with God now if there's a question mark if if Jesus were to rapture his church if Jesus were to if 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 God forbid you were to pass away, somehow tragedy hit your life today and you died. If there's a question mark on whether or not Jesus would come and take you with him, you want to erase that question mark with an exclamation point. You say, Pastor, I need prayer. I want to get things right with the Lord today. If that's you, then lift your hand. You've never prayed the prayer of faith. You've never come to an altar. Or it's been months, years. Things between you and the Lord aren't good and you know it. Lift your hand right where you're at. We want to fix it today. You don't want to walk out of here with a question mark. I'm going to give you a second or two. I'm not seeing a hand. So if you're waving at me, I'm not seeing it yet. So here we go. Now let me turn my attention to you believers. How many of you will join me today in saying, I'm going to learn to walk the opposite way? Lift that hand up today. Father, we recommit ourselves to you. And sometimes the road may be difficult. We understand that. It comes with the territory. Give us the fortitude, the courage to live for you when so many around us are not. Give us the insight, the courage, the capability, the willingness to walk out our relationship with you when everybody else is ignoring their relationship with you. Even our best friends, our co-workers. When you said in your word, you do not even understand that I came and that that I'm actually dividing some families. Fathers and sons, mothers and daughters. 
Sometimes we got to walk away that's opposite of our family that we love, that we bore. And so God help us to be the kind of people that have that type of fortitude because it's that type of fortitude that's going to rescue those who are perishing and walking headlong into darkness. And you've set us up here, Lord, so that we can make the difference on people's eternity. And in order for us to have the greatest impact, sometimes it means we're walking away that looks opposite from the rest of the world. So give us that kind of courage, I pray, Holy Ghost. Fill us up with your anointing, your power, and your blessing so that we can walk the opposite way and make a difference in the world around us. I pray this in the powerful name of Jesus. Good day to you, fine people of God. I'm Pastor Cole McLenathan coming to you from Central Assembly of God, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. I trust that you will find great value in listening to this message today. My hope is that you're encouraged and strengthened by the word given and that you will return to this site frequently to listen in. Be blessed.